millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. Listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah. This? Oh my god, this? Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining me for the first time in 2021, we survived 2020, big pat on the back, oh sorry, that was last <laughs> series, uh is it's emma hello hello, hello. roll How up everybody we? yeah i'm good happy to be here did you have a nice christmas i did thank you yeah it was very nice um bit unusual i'm sure everyone will agree oh what was unusual about your christmas mine was perfectly normal <laughs> well mine was in a global pandemic tom oh. i don't know where you've been oh you've been listening to that fake news have you <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Pandemic, okay. Oh, more like shamdemic. <laughs> oh, nice. I haven't heard Ooh, that. Have you not? I swear no. that's like a thing. Oh, I don't um, follow people that call it bad things. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a bit of a weird Christmas, wasn't it? But it but it, it was all right. Did you get anything nice? Um, yeah. My favourite thing. <laughs> Do you want to tell me what some of those things are? <laughs> yeah, or... I did. Thanks. Yeah, I did. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, Dead no silence. Worries. It's like when you, um, when you ask someone, how are you? Yeah, I'm good just nothing i don't give a shit how you are yeah 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 no conversation there (laughs) well it's one of them where like you don't now you're like a grown-up you don't get a big thing that you're like yeah i wanted this one thing it's just like loads of bitty bits like candles fluffy socks my friend got me a hopper pop funko from stranger things which is pretty cute just loads of bits loads of bits and bobs bitty bits what about you uh yeah i mean same really uh I oh, got a few video games. Oh, um, lovely! Oh, yeah, lovely. And then I got um, a, a holder for my PlayStation controller. That is so, Baby Yoda. So cute. <laughs> so it looks like Baby Yoda is levitating my PlayStation controller. Oh. I promise that I'm not twelve. Um, yeah, but... if you looked at your Christmas gift list, it would probably be like, oh, how old is this little man turning this Aww. year? Is it going to big school? (laughs) Going to big school. (laughs) Not again. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you want to explain what we're actually here to do today? Yeah, so, I mean, today, today we are here to discuss one, Ryan Gosling. So if you don't know anything about this podcast and you've just tuned in to talk about the goose um this podcast is a show in which tom and i me and tom watch one actor's entire filmography in order and then we make loads of episodes about it there's a bit of suffering involved um if the films aren't very good it's fun we have a great time 
And we learn a lot. We learn a whole lot about the actors that we um, that we touch on. So season one was Robert Pattinson. So if you didn't get to listen to that, I would go back and listen because it is a hoot. <laughs> it is a hoot. It's a wild, chaotic ride. It is, uh, yeah. I think this, Too wild. This, I think Ryan Gosling might be slightly less wild. I think there's going to yeah. be a bit more suffering on the front end of this one and then it'll smooth out. I thought that would happen with Robert Pattinson though and that just got bumpier and bumpier as it went if anything it did i think as well like i started to enjoy it all more towards the end but was that because the films were less chaotic or because i was just used to it was it because you could see the light at the end of the tunnel (laughs) and knew that it was coming to an end (laughs) yeah finally released me from this pain we should put a disclaimer here we we do love rob and we really we really did enjoy watching all his films, but it was... Uh... I don't know. I think I got some sort of twisted version of Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, me too. Like where I started to miss him, even though I was having such a bad time. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see him. I just want to see his face. I want to see him <laughs> touching himself. Oh, don't start. Oh, sorry. Sorry. This is a fresh season, but for anyone who has listened to or is going to go back and listen to Robert Pattinson, just disclaimer, there's a lot of... Don't say of, it. Uh, pleasure self-pleasurement yeah uh, on rob's behalf for some reason he seems to get it into every single one of his films no, almost every single vibe one we are it's not the vibe we're going for in 2021 we're keeping it family friendly people <laughs> well as family friendly as as we can as maybe. long as all the members of your family are over 18 <laughs> <laughs> yeah then it'll be completely family friendly <laughs> so with rob i think we watched only only films right they were all films that's oh, what I'm trying I to say. Like, I didn't explain films. that very well. Is that like well. an OnlyFans? Only, only OnlyFans? OnlyFilms, the way you said it. Sign up, <laughs> I, as I said it, I thought that, actually. Sign up to my OnlyFilms. Um, <laughs> Maybe Rob should do that, seeing as he's performing so many oh my God. hideous acts in his films. I think Check maybe, out my OnlyFilms. Maybe we've just come up with a brand new business venture for him. <laughs> wow. I'm going to contact his agent right away. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, enough about Rob. We we don't talk about Rob anymore. Yeah. He's God, gone. Rob is so last year. <laughs> so, he hit, it's so 2020. But with Ryan, with the goose, mm-hmm. he started off his career on television. He so, did. Now, he, he started off doing like bit parts on one or two series, one mm-hmm. episode of series. So uh, we thought we'd, we'd group them together. He's been in, I believe he was in like 10 episodes of different shows. Uh, so we, we thought we'd do two back-to-back TV special. So next week's episode will be part two. But this is part one of the TV special Ooh. of the Goose. So should we kick it off? Yeah, let's let's kick it off. So this this week we've watched Goosebumps. Ugh. Are you afraid of the dark? Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Road Road to Avonlea, or as it was listed on IMDb, Avonlea, but apparently it's called Road to Avonlea, uh, and yeah. Ready or Not. Now, um, which do you want to start with? I, don't, I have no idea what order he was in them in. Those are just the, that was the order that I read them out in is the order that I watched them in. So I will, um, I will first start by saying that watching so many 90s TV shows in quick succession was actually very cathartic because, my God, they just don't age. They're just timeless 90s TV shows. They are just timeless. Oh, I was going to say, I think they were um, they were dated like the week after they came out, some of them. Oh, they, they date so quickly that they become timeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
that's that's but, uh, I think that's probably these are like a time capsule, aren't they? Yeah, it made me feel very nostalgic. Like also shout especially... out shout out to the people who obsessively upload these to YouTube and yeah, Daily Motion and things like that because you've been a godsend trying to find some of these, Honestly. especially next week as well. There's a few. Uh, they didn't. They didn't name things very well in the '90s, so they're very no. hard to find when you're trying to source them. Yeah. Should we kick off then? I mean, we could jump between these two actually because they're pretty much the same thing. Uh, goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh my god! Right, Goosebumps. It's just one of the best shows ever made, and I won't be told otherwise. It's so, so good. You've got fond, fond memories of Goosebumps. I have, yeah. I was that weird kid that used to read all the Goosebumps books, watch all the TV shows, and it scared the shit out of me, but I just kept going back for more. No, I, I remember Goosebumps being a massive thing in like mm-hmm. primary school and people reading them, but I just never read them. I think because I was too scared, probably. And I never watched a TV series either. Although, this mm-hmm. <laughs> the episode that we watched, um, which is my first episode of Goosebumps watching... I did oh get my God. I did get flashback triggers from the theme tune because I don't know if you know this Emma when I was at university when I came back up for I get I don't know what autumn half term yeah something like that reading Ooh. week it, yeah it was like around halloween yeah and I worked 2 years at a, a local amusement I don't, is it an amusement park I don't know uh, we have like a where we live, like a I don't know. It's a place where kids can go. <laughs> I'm not explaining this very well. Like a play but like, barn, but it's like a little uh, like village. They have like houses and stuff, don't they? And, and interact right. interactive yeah, characters walking yeah, yeah. around and stuff like, like, like a that. historic town sort of thing. Are we talking about the? Are you talking about? We interrupt your scheduled programming whilst Tom and Emma discuss locations very specific to where they live. As they don't want people stalking them, they've decided to omit this from the podcast. Thank you for your time. We return you now to your scheduled programming. You've got to cut this out so no one can stalk us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I worked there and worked for there for Halloween. And I was a yeah. ca- I played the character of the Demon Headmaster. Did I you? I did, yeah. Uh, not not the one from the TV show. I like That was just a name. But where I worked was like... They had these different houses and it was an extra bit that people paid for and they could walk through this path and go through all these different houses. It's actually where at Christmas they have all the Santa's grottos and Mm -hmm. sorry to ruin it for anyone. They have like six or seven different Santas at any one time. And then when you queue, they just send you to a different Santa in a different house. But there's only one Santa. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Just, just to stand. It was just to get through the number of kids. Obviously there was one real Santa and then. Oh, were they like Santa representatives? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hired by him. Yeah, they're from the union. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the Santa's union. <laughs> they've got to get Santas have rights too. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I was the demon headmaster, and I was in this schoolroom, and I was actually the last stop on the tour. But uh, I think the first year I did it, all that played all day. I was there for like twelve hours a day. The theme tune. Wait, it wasn't the theme tune. Actually, it wasn't the theme tune to Goosebumps. The first year, it was just mm. the theme tune to the Demon Headmaster. So oh, okay. I know that back to front, inside out. But the second year, they <laughs> alternated between Demon Headmaster and the Goosebumps theme tune. So I know the Goosebumps theme tune pretty well as well. Um, Bet that brought back some memories. Yeah, it was the, viewer, beware, you're in yeah. for a scare. <laughs> what a scare. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's what it evoked for me. Uh, just just oh, being wow. stood in I a, didn't know that about stood you. In a, stood in a cold classroom. For uh, twelve hours a day, 
jumping out from behind a door on unsuspecting kids. I did not know that about you. Yeah, well, the more you know, the more you know. I'm a man of many, many talents. <laughs> Is that a talent? We know, we've come in to know. <laughs> yeah, what, playing a demon headmaster and knowing the Goosebumps theme tune? Yes, that's a talent. Put it on my CV. Don't sell yourself short, my guy. <laughs> what skills can you bring to the role? Well, I can't actually do any admin work, but I... Uh, I can scare I kids. I can scare kids, <laughs> and I know the Goosebumps theme tune inside out, so who's the real winner here? <laughs> what am I really bringing to the company? The two things aren't related. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, Goosebumps. Fantastic. Yeah, so this episode was honestly one of my favourite growing up, um, Say Cheese and Die, um, which is about a camera that when you take a picture of whoever you take a photo of, they end up dying sort of in a similar way to what the Polaroid prints out. So you'll take a picture of your mate, the Polaroid will come out, but your mate's like been hit by a car and then you're like, oh shit. Interesting. And then they get hit Interesting by you say that, Emma. Mm-hmm. Does anyone in this episode die? No, because it's for kids, Tom. So, but for <laughs> but me, it's, it's implied, for me, isn't I'm it? sorry. For me, I know it's for kids. I know it's for kids. But if you're going to call an episode "Say Cheese and Die," it needs to have a death in it. When actually, what it is yeah, is but... "Say Cheese and Suffer a Sort of Serious Accident." Yeah, although I think that the implication and the the fear of death is what makes it scary. If it was just say cheese and be worried for an hour, then it wouldn't be very scary, would it? I, I suppose. I suppose not. But so, for an example, when they find the camera, which also doesn't look like a camera, so I don't know how they know it's no. a camera. Um, it's like yeah, it looks some like weird alien technology. Friggin, it looks like a drone or something. And like, isn't it Ryan Gosling's character or the other kid picks it up and goes? I think this is a camera. It's like, like, how do you think that? (laughs) My favourite part as well was uh, they get chased out because they go into like an abandoned warehouse or something and there's this character, Spidey, I've got written in my notes, (laughs) uh, who's like just a weird old man who lives there. He like chases them out and they run outside and they're like, oh my God, why did you bring that with you? And he's got the camera in his hand and he's like, oh, I didn't didn't even even realise I had had this. It's like, oh yeah, sure, mate, sure. This, like, five-pound alien technology. Oh, whoops. I don't know if this is a, a 90s thing. Like, maybe it's just because they've become so... Uh, everyone's got one in, like, the current day, but everyone is fascinated by the fact that he's got a camera. Uh, ev- everyone that yeah. sees that he's got a camera instantly asks him to take a photo of them. Like, was that a thing? Oh, my God, take a picture of me. Oh, my God, you got me. a camera? <laughs> take my photo. Like, is is that a thing? I, I actively don't want people to take my photo. Yeah. What what killed me, well, not killed me, um, give me a fright, is the fact that Ryan Gosling's character, who's the main kid with his camera, cottons on fairly quickly that when he takes photos of people, bad shit's going to happen. And then he, like, volunteers to take pictures so, of his so, brother. Yeah, he, he, he has an inkling, doesn't he? He takes a photo of his brother and then he's like, oh, no, there's going to be a car crash. Because the yeah. he takes a picture of his brother on the car, and then the car shows up like mangled in the photo, and he yeah. realizes this, and then like two bullies try and steal the camera off him, and are going to take a photo with it. To be honest with you, if you're going to let anyone take a photo with it, it's going to be the bullies, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, um, "Oh no, no, no! Don't, don't take a photo! Don't take a photo!" And he's like really trying, and sort of goes out of his yeah. way, steals the camera off him, <laughs> legs it into his best mate's back garden, and then she's like, "Take my photo," and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." There's no way. There's no way out of this. I'm gonna have to take your yeah. photo. Takes a photo and then yeah. she disappears. 
the logic doesn't it's quite so match good, up. good, but so bad. No, um, I will say though, Ryan Gosling is just fantastic. Like you can tell he's such a child star. Like he's just oh, he's so good, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, we should say he was a child star before this, but for some reason it's not listed on his IMDb. But it is a sort of a well-known fact about him. So I'm just gonna just gonna get, mm-hmm. put it out there as a disclaimer. Yeah. He was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. But- I think a lot of people kind of know him from that because he started with like Britney, Justin Timberlake, I think Christina, Christina Aguilera. What a lineup. But apparently what apparently he didn't feature that often because they thought the no. other kids were better than him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that dance that he did with the parachute pants? No. On the Mickey Mouse. Oh, you've never seen Oh my god. I will send you well, a link. Any, it's fantastic. Anyway, we we won't be talking about that cuz we go off his filmography as listed on imdb.com so blame them not us uh but it's not it's not on there so i haven't we haven't got any clips from that yeah we're just acknowledging it uh but yeah so he is a great child star isn't he great facial expressions so good very expressive very, mm, very yeah, expressive. so expressive <laughs> mm, yeah just just a few um just a few 90s isms from this episode oh go on quite early on one of the characters goes oh cure like that <laughs> they did that quite often actually because it kept making me think of like bill and ted oh, oh cure. My God, cure. totally rad <laughs> cure. Cure. <laughs> and just i mean just the whole aesthetic his hair mm-hmm. his hair throughout these Very actually floppy. is quite floppy long like sweet yeah. swept back um in a, a middle parting it's giving me Jack Dawson Titanic vibes, mm. but swept back a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Lots of denim as well. And then I've, I've just got a, got a quote here as well from his, I think he, it's to his brother. He's like, oh, this chicken's horrible. And his mother goes, it's not chicken, Terry. It's veal. And I don't know why. <laughs> the, the way she, I don't know if it was the way she said it. Or, or just it, it just absolutely floored me. Um, just the <laughs> utter disgust that she had that he didn't know that it was veal. I'm not even entirely sure I know what veal is, but the fact that this boy could I not t- tell the difference between chicken and veal offended his mother to the utmost. <laughs> Don't you just think as well, like, when there's dialogue like that, you think someone had to write that, like someone intentionally wrote that, and you wonder why. It's not <laughs> chicken, Terry. It's veal. <laughs> That's my new favourite quote. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. It's all, I think it's oh, also the God. fact that his name's Terry as well. I don't know. <laughs> Terry's a good name to sort of like spit yeah, and disgust. Terry. God damn it, Terry. Eat your veal. <laughs> I've slaved over a hot stove for you, Terry. You will enjoy your veal. I don't know. Uh, I don't even think she sounds I'm like dead. that. I've just created this character. Um... <laughs> That's goosebumps for me. And what what a way yeah. to start off the goose with goosebumps. The goose, yeah. Oh yeah, such a good point. Have you, have you never it's noticed that? Be. I've been I've been waiting to use that inverted commas joke um, <laughs> since we started preparing think, for this episode. I think I was just enjoying goosebumps so much that I I kind of forgot that it was for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was just sitting down to watch it, like oh yay. Ooh. Film yeah. night, <laughs> twenty-minute episode. Should we give it a quick rating? Uh, so yes, we should. So for our last series, for the aforementioned Robert Pattinson, we used his name, and our rating system was a pat on the back or a shat on the back. So we've had to mm-hmm. rework it slightly for um, 
Ryan Gosling or the goose. So would you like yeah. to unveil our new rating system, Emma? Yes. So would you say, Tom, that Goosebumps was <laughs> Juicy Goosey or Lucy Goosey? One more time for the listener. That's Juicy Goosey or Lucy Goosey. Um, okay. I would say, I mean, sure, for the 90s nostalgia, I didn't have nostalgia for it, but it was a bit of a hit of the 90s. It's probably mm-hmm. Juicy Goosey. <laughs> it's, it's real juicy for me. Mm, so much juice. <laughs> juicy veal. Dip that veal in the juice. <laughs> okay, should we move on to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Yeah, so I had actually never watched this, I don't think. I thought I had, Mm. but as I got into the episode, I realised I was probably getting it confused with Goosebumps. But again, what a show! I I was going to say, this seems like... I'm just stuck in the 90s, If you liked Goosebumps, then you'd love this, surely. If you liked Goosebumps, you'll love Are You Afraid of the Dark? Although, I will have to say that, like, this didn't have quite the creep factor for me. I didn't really see... This this was too daft. It was so strange, wasn't it? It was too daft to be scary, but it was it was. So all the right, basic the basic fair. premise is Ryan Gosling's brother is like obsessed with death and stuff <laughs> for for whatever reason. Such a goth and um, <laughs> such a bloody goth. But he's not even a goth though. But like this, no, he's just like a normal young when, lad. When we he? say he's obsessed with death, like his the the gag inverted commas at the beginning of the episode is like his room is like a funeral parlor. And he's like lying there like he's dead. And then his mom calls him for, opens the curtains and calls him for um, dinner. And he comes downstairs. But he like rises like a vampire and all this shit. Anyway. (laughs) um, We have to love someone dedicated to the bit. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, he lives his entire life around. But even his family, it seems. Because when they're at um, dinner, they're they're having prawns and mash, first off. (laughs) Oh, God. And he he bet. It's not chicken, Terry. It's, it's prawns. prawns. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he goes, wouldn't it be a shame if you were buried alive? And then he buries the prawn <laughs> in the mashed potato. And then his mum goes... You just feel like everyone's got that weird... And sibling. then his mum goes, oh, let's call him Terry. I can't remember what his name is, but it's Terry. That's just the generic <laughs> name. She's like, could you pass the grave? the gravy terry it's like it's delivered that badly as well it's not even like she goes can you can you pass me the gravy it's like can you pass me the grave grave i mean gravy sorry i mean gravy what an easy mistake to make oh my god it is genuinely that bad but but good as well like it's good because it's bad it's it's and then to to um to teach his brother a lesson Ryan Gosling, the goose, he works at an auto repair shop, even though he's about 12. And This is just foreshadowing for drive. Yeah, and there's a hearse there. And he goes, I know how I'll teach my brother a lesson. And the shot where he comes to the realisation, that is just mm, chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Uh, so good. I mean, if you've ever seen a gif of a young Ryan Gosling, you've probably seen this gif of him. But it is the most like. Is this the one I posted yeah, yeah, on yeah, our yeah. Um, Instagram page? Oh yeah, I'm gonna put that on the highlights. So go check them out, and you'll see what we mean. Oh, wait, it's so good. He's just like, mm, <laughs> so oh, yeah, you see every single thought. <laughs> Absolute acting masterclass. <laughs> that is acting. And uh, he locks him in the back of the hearse, and uh, 
the hearse magically tunes itself to radio station 109.1, which is the radio station yeah. for dead people. Ooh, <laughs> so spooky. Ooh. I mean, I will just say, if this kid loves death so much, then he shouldn't mind. So he he researches radio station 109.1 and magically on the internet, because I'm guessing this was like when the internet was just starting. So the internet's just magical to everyone. Yeah, he manages to find an address that. for this radio station, even though it's for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the building and he just walks into the afterlife. <laughs> This is such a good scene with the queue. And there's a queue. I mean, common common depiction of the afterlife. There's a queue. Everyone has to take a number. And then... Yeah, it was very Beetlejuice, wasn't it? Uh, oh, that was in the trivia, actually, for this episode. Oh, was yeah. it? Oh, okay. We'll, we'll get um, to that. We'll get I've to that. I've not got much trivia this week. Um, but no, all it was was... It wasn't even that it was inspired by that or inspired the other. It was just that um, mm. both those things happened. <laughs> it was like... It was oh, like, well... Yeah. I noticed that yeah, too, yeah. so I feel quite good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the he goes there and everyone's got a queue, and then the person in charge of the queue is Gilbert Gottfried, which was a he is nuts. <laughs> so like, do you know do you know who he is? No. So I I think he's like a fairly well known like comic actor in America, but I know him because he's the voice oh, okay. of Iago in Aladdin. Oh, nice. And I was like, because I, I knew I recognised the name, but I didn't know where from. And then when I heard his voice, I was mm. like, because the voice that he does is just, I assume it's just his voice, but that is the voice that he does for Iago in Aladdin. And he mistakes him for someone else and thinks that he's dead and he's trying to throw him into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And then he slaps a, a slap band on his wrist, which is another <laughs> 90s fad. That's so 90s, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he can't, he can't get it off. And then that means that he's dead and then no one can see him. Yeah, so he's just like a ghost vibing, trying to get people's attention, and he, he can't. can't. Classic. He goes, <laughs> he, he goes home, and he t- tries to talk radio. to Ryan Gosling, and Ryan Gosling can't, yeah. is ignoring him. Also, uh, it's set up quite early as like a character quirk of Ryan Gosling's character that he always listens to the radio at four o'clock. Yeah, so he, so his brother knows that he'll be. Is listening that is at that four, another is... is that another nineties? Thing. what listening to yeah, the radio like, no but like to the point where he's like i have to because ryan gosling's character has an alarm set on his wristwatch to rem- remind him to yeah. turn the radio on like i think so yeah like people in the 90s looked forward to listening to their like preferred radio host right or their radio show i, I genuinely don't know i was but a wee just baby in the 90s so. i can't imagine going i need to listen to radio one I mean, I guess people do, actually. People still do do it now. I mean, I do. I do. But I don't go, I unequivocally have to listen to Grimmy's four o'clock show or I will perish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit like what Ryan Gosling's character is like. So anyway, he works out that he can contact his brother by... Um... Mm-hmm. Death Radio! <laughs> well, he, he, he retunes Death Radio to the station that Ryan Gosling listens to and tells him. And then he's like, oh, yeah, great, great joke. Yeah, good, <laughs> good prank. <laughs> but then also these dead people start appearing to Ryan Gosling just randomly. And, you know, as dead people appear to us all, don't they? So that is a yeah. normal thing that happens. I mean, I see dead people And then he, Ryan Gosling finds the guy who is, who Gilbert Gottfried thinks his brother is because he was the last person to be in the hearse, it turns out. Um, so they both go to the radio station 109.1 mm-hmm. to stop him being thrown into hell or whatever. But it's too late and they throw him in anyway. But then he gets spat out because he's not dead. And then the guy goes in, and it's all solved. And I'm like, 
Well, Ryan Gosling didn't... Hell is just like, ew, what have you fed me? This doesn't taste Ryan right. Ryan Gosling <laughs> didn't have to do anything because he would have just got spat out anyway because he wasn't dead. So there was no jeopardy at all. Yeah, but they didn't know that though, so... And then um, I've got another another great quote, which is a bit of a 90s throwback and just a great quote in itself. And it is said by the goose Go himself <laughs> in a reply to something that his brother has said about being dead. Uh, he just goes... <laughs> What a cheese head. <laughs> that made me laugh too. What a cheese head. That. Oh, and another great <laughs> bit of acting. I think it's the same scene. He like he does some like witty retort to his brother, picks up an apple, bites the apple, and then does a double take and looks at the apple like he's never seen an apple before. And then it just fades <laughs> to the next scene. I was like, <laughs> they clearly just needed something to end the scene on. And they didn't know what. And he yeah, he throws the apple up in the air, catches it, takes a bite, and then goes, what? <laughs> what is that? That's how I feel every time I catch myself accidentally eating a piece of fruit. <laughs> huh? How did this get here? Huh? <laughs> it's proper double take. This isn't a bag of crisps. I might try and find a gif of that as well, because honestly, I'll it's too it. good. Oh, God. Yeah, so, uh, and then, because his brother's gone through this traumatic experience, he decides that he's not interested in death anymore, and he's going to live his life. Um, he's just going to stop trying to be a fucking vampire, yeah. and just be normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and that and that's it. That's the episode. Uh, oh, and there's Crack also it. a bit of a framing device for the whole thing, which I assume, like, if you're a fan of the show, you know anyway. But, like, mm-hmm. the it starts and ends oh, with the these guys fire, telling yeah. this story around the campfire which is quite interesting i guess that's like a bit of continuity yeah if you watch the whole thing i'm pretty sure it's like the same kids at the campfire and they take it in turns to tell scary stories the midnight society i which i imagine oh, if i was a fan in the 90s i would have been i'd have been in too big time like mm-hmm. i would have liked that aspect of the show i think yeah so is this emma is this a juicy goosey or a loosey goosey. For me, it's a juicy goosey. Um, based on the sheer chaos of it, Ryan Gosling's insane acting and just the nostalgic Beetlejuice sort of vibe. Yeah, I I did really enjoy it. Like it was really corny and ridiculous, but thoroughly enjoyable. So, so. enjoyable. What about you? Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it as well. I think these nice. these two of the the five we've watched. I think I enjoyed the most. But then I don't know if yeah. that's because they're more accepted into popular culture. Do you know what I mean? I've Maybe. Because both of... I don't know if Goosebumps has, but... Well, Goosebumps has had films, recent reboot films made of it, hasn't it? And Yeah, there was a Jack Black one. Are You Afraid of the Dark has had a revival recently, recently-ish, I want to say. I just don't. I just don't care for modern adaptations of stuff that's mainly good because it's in the 90s. Obviously, they were popular, is what I'm trying to get mm. at. The other yeah, three yeah, on this list sure. I've never heard of, and I think there's good reason for that. Um, I mean, Ready or Not is probably better than Riverdale, so... Oh, really? Now, should we go into that next, Ready or Not? <laughs> yeah, let's because go. Ready or you've, Not. you've watched more of this than I have. I have, so we had a bit of a... Um, a bit of a misunderstanding. A a but I blame... Glitch. I blame... Yeah. Although I've given them a shout-out, I blame the people that upload these two youtube and such like yeah so basically whoever uploaded these episodes to youtube uploaded the wrong episode number and title combination so tom sorts out all the episodes because he's a legend um and when i came to watch ready or not i watched like 
all 25 minutes of this episode no sign of Ryan Gosling and that's when I decided to look it up and I was like oh shit this is the wrong, the wrong episode, episode. <laughs> but in so, a way I forewarned Tom but yeah in a way it's I've, I've it's given you a greater understanding now. of the series as a whole because obviously with so yeah. with Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark they're anthology so there's no like mm-hmm. through storyline really more of maybe one with Are You Afraid of the Dark but yeah there's no through storyline um to be aware of or follow but with the rest yeah. of these three um yeah there's a there's obviously backstory to all the characters and we have no context for it which in a way is quite exciting yeah. for me but for you have a greater understanding of these two characters in uh ready or not um yeah i mean for ready or not like it doesn't feel like the most character complex show i've ever watched it's not it's no game of thrones so i don't think no. you're you're in any disadvantage for not having watched two episodes instead of one are you sure because um, the... there was, there was <laughs> some you know maybe some deep-seated issues the main girl has attitude <laughs> <laughs> so ready or not we should probably we didn't explain the premise for goosebumps are you afraid of the dark but they're fairly self-explanatory they're just spooky tales for kids right yeah ready or not is like a sitcom rom com type show. It's a teen teen drama, drama. Essentially, yeah. And it's one of the one of those um, classic nineties things. So ready or not, uh it's sort of hinted at in the titles. What I got from it is the one friend is like ready for society ready. and the other one isn't because she's like a tomboy and like goes against the grain man and they're just such an unlikely pair to be friends, but you know, they muddle they along are. together and they get through it. Uh, I honestly think I'd have loved it if I was a teenager in the 90s. Um, but the episode I watched was the main girl, the blonde girl, who's the sort of popular... Ditsy, looking, pretty one. Bitchy, kind of, yeah. She wants to play, like, Juliet or someone in the school play. I can't remember what play they were doing. Let's just say it was Juliet. But she gets bad grades, so her mom's like, you can't be in the school play until your grades get better. And she's like, I hate you, mom you're ruining my life and her other friends like maybe you're overreacting and she's like you don't understand me <laughs> and then it's just that for 25 minutes i was i was loving it so honestly. is the is the 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 not one bitsy is her name bitsy bitsy yeah something like that uh, um, something like that yeah uh is she just always proven to be right yeah she's the friend that's like i think you might be overreacting a little bit your mom kind of has a she's point she's a bit offbeat you know she likes sports she doesn't dress pretty like a girl like i like i assume they would people would expect girls to in the 90s do you know like that would have been the stereotype in the 90s you can deal Mm -hmm. with what you want these days but (laughs) like because the episode that i watched and i did you watch it as well the actual episode (laughs) um yeah i did she's like depressed because her brother's getting married and she doesn't have a date to the wedding and she's trying to get a date and no no boys will go out with her Mm -hmm. and um her friend is like oh, you have to, like, find out about the boys' interests and, like, be who you're not to, like, get boys to like you. And then she's, like, proven to yeah. be wrong. And they, neither of them get a date in the end, but they're both happier for it because they don't, they don't have to care about boys. Yeah, it sort of felt like be yourself, um, don't, don't change to try and impress people. There's this really funny scene, though. So, basically, um, the two girls have asked Ryan Gosling and his mate to hang out after school and they start trying to talk about typical boy things like oh we could watch the football and all this shit and then they go back to her house to hang out 
and in the end this one lad says to her he sits her down and it's like he's about to tell her he's got some like terminal illness or something and he's like I'm really sorry I, I can't go to the wedding with you and she's like why not and he's like I just I thought you were different but you're just like everybody else <laughs> she, just that's like, her like Damn. oh shit I should have just been myself moment but also yeah. during the yeah. date because she's just like because they talk they go to see an Arnold Schwarzenegger film or something and they're talking about all these explosions and Bitsy or whatever her yeah. name is. It's like, oh, I thought it was really shit. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I thought it was really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what about that bit where he smashed through the wall? And she's like, oh, yeah, I thought it was just like how they do that wall thing in football, in soccer. Um, you know, and like really forced um, conversation yeah. and transitions. It's so good. Uh, and he's just like sat there like looking petrified, this one lad. And Ryan Gosling's just oblivious to the whole thing ryan gosling just spends the whole episode like not looking like he even knows what's going on from <laughs> he one does, minute yeah. next. <laughs> it's really a funny. lot of it looks like he's just stood there waiting for his line to be said to him <laughs> and then he'll go what? <laughs> it really does uh, i found that so funny oh god uh and then uh what else happens in this episode there's oh right not so much. at the beginning they're talking about um this bridal shower Right. Oh, yeah. But they're just referring yeah. to it as a shower. And I was so confused. <laughs> I, I had the same thought. <laughs> Wasn't the um, bitsy tomboy girl like, I hate showers? Yeah, and, and I, I was, was like, like, what? And she's like, what? oh, I think they're so good. They're so romantic. And all this. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? Are they? Showers? They're all going to have a shower? Oh, what? what is going on here? And then it became apparent that it she's was a bridal shower. shower with her brother's fiance. And then they were talking. And then they're like, oh, it's the theme's lingerie and i was like is that is that romantic or is that like a bit mm, cheeky it also doesn't feel appropriate because aren't they like 50? yeah and then at the actual thing bitsy has to sit next to her soon-to-be sister-in-law and read all the cards and open the presents with her and her sister-in-law is just there like fl- fl- flinging around this lacy <laughs> underwear flinging her knickers yeah. around like, oh, who bought me that? Oh, cheeky. I was like, is this is this romantic? Or I don't know. And it's just a room full of women just all like, oh, my God. Oh. And then just to really rub Sounds it like in. Sounds like your idea of a great like, Friday night. Oh, bitchy, when are we meeting this date of yours? And it's like, oh, fuck off. Give her a rest. Yeah. Yeah, leave her alone. Uh, but poor, poor bitch, she can't get a date, can she? No, but it turns out she, she never, never needed, needed one. one. She just needed to love herself. Yeah. Well, there we go. What what All a lesson! Self empowerment. What a lesson to learn. <laughs> Did you think this was? Um... <sighs> Should we do? Because sometimes <laughs> can't even I can't say, say it. it. It's going to take a while for me to get used to it. See, the thing with um, pat on the back and chat on the back is we had it took us months and months to plan that se- season. So I had months and months to mm-hmm. come to terms with the fact that I was going to have to say that every week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've pretty much only just come up with this one, so. Uh, it's, yeah, before we um before we started recording, Tom said, uh, "Wait, we haven't thought of a rating system, and and that's <laughs> just to, just that's to when, let you know how well prepared happened. we are for for these things." Yeah, we are professionales. Um, okay, yeah, but sometimes we also do puns based on the name of the thing that we're reviewing. So, was Ooh. this ready or hot, or ready or not? Oh, very nice. Like like where your head's at. Um. <laughs> I feel like it was honestly probably ready or not. Yeah. It wasn't awful. It wasn't the worst thing that I've ever no. watched. It was inoffensive. It was just yeah. very 90s, but not in a way that I'd be like, I could watch 
all of this. Whereas I feel like I could go yeah. and watch Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark sort of thing. Yeah, it just felt, yeah, it was just, it's probably not my kind of thing either. Like I love spooky shit, whereas I'm not really into sort of, I say that, I like Teen- Riverdale. I was going to say, you, you fucking love Riverdale. <laughs> yes, I do. And I don't care who but knows it. It's, it's that I love to hate relationship. Or do you watch it because of how bad it is or do you genuinely think it's good? I started watching it because I thought it was good and I liked the whole murder mystery aspect of season one and then it just started to I can I can agree with you there because I also watched season one and then season two just Mm -hmm. took a hard left turn off the rails. But now it's at the point where it's gone past it's gone past anything I could have ever imagined and it's just gone so weird that it's actually hilarious. Is it like self is it like self parody now? Because I've watched videos of the cast like and they're actively mocking it, like just how ridiculous it yeah. is. Um, a bit like Glee, I guess. Although that was always ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, Glee from day one was just crazy. But yeah, I like Riverdale. Whatever. Don't judge me. <laughs> no. Well, all the judgment actually, because it is just utter shite. <laughs> but um... <laughs> <It's> shite. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that that's a ready or not from me. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you want to tackle next? Do you want to tackle? Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, or Roads to Avonlea. Should we do Kung Fu? Let's do Kung Fu. I saw this episode name or show name in our spreadsheet of shows and I just couldn't believe my eyes. Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. Yeah. Do you want a bit of backstory? What? Yeah, go on. So this is actually a sequel series. Oh, well, I gathered from The Legend Continues. Well, I I didn't know if it was like a book or a film or something. But apparently there's like, so this is a 1990s series, obviously. Mm-hmm. There was like a 1970s series called Kung Fu, which was set in the Wild West. Oh. And the dad from this one, that yeah. actor, he was the main actor in that. Oh, and in right, this, okay. he was playing his like great grandson or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a son and a father who are Kung Fu experts living in, <laughs> inverted commas, modern um america uh, feel very and the su- the son is a police detective <laughs> and the dad is just like a shaolin monk <laughs> and there's some very bad like chinese stereotypes it is quite bad yeah uh and shall i shall i read you the description because yeah you know on on these things sometimes they have like an intro and it's like yes just to explain what the plot is for each episode I uh-huh. felt that this was the most contrived one that I've ever seen and just so shit because <laughs> it was like, you know, it's like, what is it? It's, oh, oh, do you ever, you used to watch Supernatural, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the first series, it was like, uh, they were living a normal life. Then one night this happened and it like shows uh, like yes. their mum being killed. And then 10 years later, they're like hunting demons or whatever. The, the voiceover was literally like, they grew up in a monastery, father and son <laughs> doing Kung Fu. <laughs> and then the monastery was destroyed and they both thought they were dead each other they thought each other were dead until 15 years later they found out that they weren't dead and now they fight crime it's like that was how bad it was but this is, uh... this is the the plot like his his grandfather and namesake from the original series Kwai Chang Kane is a Shaolin priest who walked out on his past. 
Cain was the head of a temple in Northern California where his son, Peter, also lived and studied until the temple was destroyed in a fire caused by a renegade priest who believed the priests <laughs> should serve as mercenaries. After the destruction of the temple, each believed the other had perished and went on their separate ways. Cain wandered and travelled, much as his grandfather had, while Peter became a foster child. <laughs> he chose to become a foster child, obviously. <laughs> he became a foster child and eventually a police officer. <laughs> What do you do for a job? I'm a foster child. (laughs) (laughs) Occupation, foster child. (laughs) The series begins when Kane comes to the fictional Sloanville and ends up in the Chinatown section of town. The Chinatown section of town? They they could have phrased that better. Where Peter's precinct is located and they are reunited after 15 years. My and it's about God. as good as it sounds, if I'm honest. <laughs> Can I just say, I think that sounds quite good, but watching it is not good at all. But the if acting... you read me that, I'd have been like, not going to lie, that sounds pretty sick. The acting is so bad. It is bottom the ac- bottom floor acting. The acting's bad. The dialogue's bad. The pacing of the dialogue is some of the weirdest that I've ever seen. Judging from the little intro bit that you read about, like, oh, 15 years ago, this happened or whatever, like, I thought it was going to be a parody <laughs> and then realised it was serious. No, no, it's a 1990s series, so it was all done, like, perfectly Dead seriously. Man. Watching this, so this, th- while we were watching this, this is what made me realise that, like, the stuff that you know from the 90s that is popular is popular for a reason, because it was good. Yeah, because it was the best in a sea of shit the reason that you don't hear of anything else from the 90s is because it was this (laughs) (laughs) but like it the best way i can equate it is you've watched friends Mm -hmm. you know in friends joey is in a tv show called mac and cheese (laughs) where he he is a crime he's a police detective who fights crime with a shitty robot (laughs) and like the joke is like how could this show ever get made they were genuinely making this shit <laughs> like, I'll tell you what. I've, re- I've only realised now that it? that's what the parody is. Like that is the stuff that they were actually making. God, that's good. God, God that's, that's good. good. <laughs> it's just a little reference to Sweeney so... Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, that um, that's one of my favourite things you say. God, <laughs> God that's, that's good. good. <laughs> Which becomes based off seeing a ver- someone perform it, and there's a bit where someone says, "God, that's good," but they every time they said it, they just got. More and more, like, like mouthfuls of pork pie. So it's a very specific reference to me, but you didn't know any of that. It's like you every time you say the C word. (laughs) Every time I say the C, oh, quack. Yeah. Every time Tom says that, it gets more and more warped. (laughs) It's less and less like like the word. Uh, I'm just a very strange individual, aren't I? Um, Yeah, we're all lucky to have you. Yeah. Um, Oh, Christ. So anyway, this episode of kung fu the legend continues <laughs> yeah this was basically D D, as far as i can well see. it was directly inspired i found out by jumanji which came oh, out a okay. few months before this episode aired so they only had a few months to write it and film it that explains a lot that explains a lot yeah um so it's basically oh, this group of kids break into this <laughs> chinese house <laughs> like it's just a house there's no need to call it a Chinese house. <laughs> and they discover this Chinese board game. I'm absolutely crying. And then um, all the all the pieces and characters in the game, it's like called the Dragon Lord or something, and the Dragon Lord is the main 
guy, the like the Shaolin monk guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're trying to, and the objective is the game is to kill him. But it's like Jumanji, so it starts affecting everyone, uh, all the characters yeah. from the show, which we all know and love, obviously. So they're all they acting in wacky, zany ways. Same as Jumanji, they choose like, oh, I want to be the mage, or I want to be the whatever. I don't play D and D. I can't think. Yeah. Of there's a monk and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So they all <laughs> start acting in weird ways. And like one of the first things they do is they cast a spell of confusion. And just in case <laughs> you weren't getting that it was affecting the characters, this one character is like starts acting really weird. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, she's confused. And then, she, <laughs> and then someone goes, are you OK? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I just feel a little confused. Like, it's like, oh, I see. Oh, I see she's been affected confused. by the game. Oh, and oh, we should also say Ryan Gosling is one of the kids playing the game. That's how he yeah, is in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And no one really starts, and then just not a lot happens. Like, no, it's they all just walk around just... going, what the fuck's happened here? Because also, yeah, the, 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 so meat, the meat and two veg of the episode, as Emma likes to say, <laughs> is um, this... Chinese exhibit has been stolen from a museum so the police are investigating that while all this weird shit's mm-hmm. happening but it's just yeah. a bunch of people walking around going do you know what happened to it no do you know what happened to it no and then it's like me playing LA Noir <laughs> <laughs> doubt just walking around slowly <laughs> uh and then so and they try and lure off the monk guy and his son by like seducing them with different people so yeah. there's like a really weird scene where this woman goes to the monk guy who is at least i would say 30 year- years her senior <laughs> and she's like do you want to go for a picnic but they're obviously like supposed to be in a relationship anyway from what i gathered yeah from the but rest it's of the like episode. A, a really weird sex thing which i didn't enjoy yeah and he's like oh i can't i've got to do my tai chi because there's something wrong with the, my chakras and chi and shit what a fucking nerd <laughs> and she's like oh okay but he's like but maybe another day and like gets right up in her face and then does the most awkward, creepy kiss on her cheek. <laughs> and she clearly looks uncomfortable. She's not covering it very well with her acting. Because he's like, he is like a 50-year-old man, 60-year-old man, must be. Yeah. And he's got some weird, horrible wig on. Or I don't know if it's his actual yeah. hair, but he just looks like a crusty old man. I'm sorry, actor, <laughs> but you do. And I don't think it's makeup. I think weirdo. that is just, just what he looks like. I don't think they could afford makeup, judging from the budget on this show. <laughs> and then in the police precinct, the his son, one of his fellow officers comes up to him and is just dressed like... I assume she doesn't dress like that normally, but is ridiculously, like, slutty. Yeah, and, like, like get... everyone starts acting really sexual, which I assume is to do with yeah. the spirit. But or I've, the I've got here, what is it with 90s shows being just, like, horny as fuck? Because, like... <laughs> I rem- I specifically remember an episode of Superman and Lois, mm-hmm. um, where they got or everyone got affected by some like nerve gas or something, but Superman didn't because he's Superman, and everyone yeah. in the Daily Planet just started getting super sexual, and that was like the plot of the episode. I honestly think that's like that's a symptom of basically only male writers existing in the nineties. Yeah, probably. So she's like, oh, do you want to? Do you want me to help you with the case? And she's just like shoving her boobs in his face. <laughs> but he's he's not coping well either because he's just staring at her boobs. And he's like, oh, yeah. what's wrong with you? You don't usually act like this. You're getting awful close to me. Mm. Oh, God, it's horrible. I hate it. While he's just staring at her chest. And then he's yeah. like, no, no, I've got to go do some police work or whatever. And then 
this episode just drags on <laughs> and on. Yeah, do you know what? I watched the whole thing and I don't really know what happened. So I've got two really good quotes which I'll get to, but okay. other than that... So that there's, for me, about halfway through, there's five minutes where my sound cut out and just didn't work, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I don't know I what don't know happened which in... I bit you missed, but I can, I can almost categorically state that you missed nothing. So it, it was a bit where all I know is... Uh, the woman who said she was confused went to see the monk guy and was like mm-hmm. really emotional and crying and he just seemed very unsympathetic through it all. She seemed yeah. to be pouring her heart out and he was, just from the body language, she was like, oh my God. <laughs> and he was just stood yeah, there and I think he shrugged floor, once. Like, sobbing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah, what she was, was saying. Like, I don't know but... what to tell you. I don't know how to help you. And she's just like, oh, I feel I feel so confused and all this. I but don't know. That goes on for a good five minutes, that scene. Nothing really yeah. happens. And then no. the son is at a museum and then these monks or like samurais attack him out of nowhere. And that lasts all of 30 seconds. Because uh, I've got, for a show about Kung Fu, not a lot there of Kung no Fu Kung happens. Fu. No, we saw a woman crying for five minutes and then we got 30 seconds of actual Kung Fu. And this is how the Kung Fu goes. So the samurais will go towards him with sticks they go swipe, swipe. He goes dodge, dodge. Does a roundhouse kick, and they're down. And that's, that's how kung fu. that's how much of uh, fight choreography goes. Because there is a little bit of fighting later on, but it, every beat goes dodge, dodge, punch, dodge, dodge, roundhouse kick. They're dealt with. It's proper like um, sort of year eight stage fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the kids are still playing the game, and there's like some guy in a mask who's like controlling them. Ooh, and then they find the mask at the. Chinese exhibit because ha- that hasn't been stolen and <laughs> um, they work out who that it's this guy who was flashback coincidentally he was one of their adversaries when they lived at the temple and the the son <gasps> played the game when he was a kid and they thought they'd banished yeah. him but he's come back Ooh. god this show is just they're so like much. how do we find him how do we find him and then the mother of the one of the girls who's playing the game she finds some drawings that her daughter's done <laughs> and it's just drawings of like Chinese iconography, which is like a samurai, like a temple. They're good drawings. They're, they're nice drawings, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And she's like, I know, this means she's in a cult. <laughs> she's drawing Chinese things. Cult. Those bloody Chinese. <laughs> she's I was interested like, in history. She's in I a was cult. Like, is, this, is this really a plot point? Because she, she, not, not only does she out. think she's in a cult, she goes to the police about it, and the police go, "Yeah, she's in a cult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where do you know where she's gone?" And she's like, "Oh, she's gone to this house." So it's like a police matter now. The Chinese she, house. <laughs> the Chinese house. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> not problematic at all in the slightest. Nope. Um, oh no. So they go there, and they fight some more samurai. They both take guns, as well. Um, <laughs> The, the son and this police detective who's not been not been affected by the spell because he's too his chi's too strong apparently <laughs> and by by his chi being too strong it just means that the actor is um delivers everything completely deadpan and his character just wears shades all the time yeah they just gave up trying to get him to act in any other way than yeah. how he came off a shelf <laughs> and uh <laughs> So he takes his gun, which is like a tactical revolver by the looks. It's like a handgun with a sight on it. It's like the most OP gun that I've ever seen. Him and the the Kung oh, Fu son go to this Chinese house. The show's words, not mine. And um, <laughs> they they both load their guns 
the um, samurai attack them, and they both immediately resort to fist fighting. They don't. They don't even try and fire the guns. They go. Well, it's, it's oh yeah, kung fu. <laughs> it's kung fu. The legend continues, not tactical revolver. The legend continues. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my my mistake. So yeah, and then they fight their way through this house, and the the dad monk goes there as well and has a showdown with yeah with the the mask man <laughs> and uh, it all t- all turns out okay and then that's it it all comes out in the wash yeah and then the the girl goes and thanks the Chinese the, the Chinese guys the kung fu guys for saving her from the cult <laughs> that she was in allegedly and Ryan Gosling doesn't really do a lot. No, he wasn't in this episode nearly as much as I would have liked, but I don't know if it would have helped any, though, because it was that bad. My favourite quote, I think this was the sexy office lady at the precinct talking about the mask man, I don't know, but it just says, reclusive, obsessive of Chinese history, magical. I was like, she's describing me. Uh (laughs) No, I tell you who she was describing. She was describing. She, she was about? describing that really stereotypical old Chinese man. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's reclusive, obsessive of Chinese history. Who, do you know who he reminded me of? Did you ever watch the Jackie Chan Adventures? Yes, best so, show ever. So this was a shit version of Jackie Chan Adventures. It was. That's what it was trying to be. Even though Jackie Chan Adventures came after. <laughs> yeah, but honestly jackie chan adventure is amazing also a little insight into my life i used to collect jackie chan adventures magazine i had the talismans yes yeah. i collected the talismans well, from the magazine well emma um <laughs> just to boast my nerd credentials oh god um it's uh i actually collected every single issue of jackie chan magazine and um i got every single talisman <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i got every single one i'm quite jealous all 12 <laughs> I did have a little chest for them, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I've still got it. Maybe I sold. Maybe I sold it. I probably gave it to a charity shop. Sold it. You get big bucks. Yeah, on big that bucks on for those Jackie Chan talismans. What's the What's the going rate on? Got any? You got the rooster talisman, makes you fly. You got the snake talisman, makes got you invisible. You got the ox talisman. I think that one makes you you're really um, strong. What's um, I can't okay, remember any of the others. You are seriously being super nerdy now. Yeah, sorry. And I love it. I'm sorry, everyone. Jackie Chan Adventures, though, sick. I heard recently that they're thinking of reviving it. So, they should. Anyway, this is a <laughs> shit version of that. Um, I had one more quote, which was just someone really angrily saying, Monk is Chinese for loser. Oh, yeah, they did. I think Ryan Gosling chose to be the monk. And then, yeah. and then they call him a loser. Oh, poor It's just not very nice, goose. is it? So is this... Uh, is this uh, what is it? Lucy Goosey or Juicy Goosey? This is Lucy Goosey for me. Kung Fu: The Legend stops. I hope. <laughs> yeah, it's Lucy. It got like five seasons though. <laughs> oh my this God. was season four that we watched. Whoever makes that show must just be really rich and they're self-funding it. Yeah. All the standards were really low in the nineties. And finally, the road to Avonlea. What a treat this was! Because this show features Ryan Gosling, English. <laughs> Ryan Gosling as a comedy cockney. Alright. Oh, leave it out, mate. You better be getting you, away from me, son. You actually couldn't fit more like typical English quotes into one TV episode if you tried. Like whoever wrote this was like, right, what do English people say? It, he said, <laughs> I'm gonna catch my blimmin' death out here. <laughs> flipping hell, mate. 
It's this bit where he goes, he walks into a room and he goes, bit slaggy, innit? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And then he says this classic uh, (laughs) English phrase, fresh air my eye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. So basically, Rota Avon Lee is, um, it's like, I don't know, Downton Abbey, but in America, I guess. Yeah, it's like a really old timey. It's like early early nineteen hundreds in like a yeah in a American. Or it might be Canadian town. I don't know. Yeah, like a little snowy Canadian town where everyone's poor as hell. Apparently, this is it's based on a book or something. This whole series, mm-hmm. but it's also the writer also wrote. I've I've no idea what it's about, but I've heard of it before. Anne of Green Gables. Mm. And apparently, that is set yeah. in the town of Avonlea. And Can't say I've read it. This is this is in the Anne of Green Gables averse, and she. Oh my god! One of the facts I got is throughout the series she is referenced several times but never appears. But there was also yeah. an Anne of Green Gables film or something, and they got a lot of the actors from that to reprise their roles in Avonlea as like a little shared universe. I thing. bet if you're an Anne of Green Gables fan, then this would be a bloody oh, hoot for you. Tell you what. So anyone, if you if your grandma's bored, let her know. Everyone, everyone says Marvel did it first. Avon Lee. <laughs> the Avon Lee Cinematic Universe. The ACU. <laughs> oh, Christ. But it's basically Jeez. that this little lad and his sister, or I don't even think they're brother and sister, they live with this, this old, these two old women old lady. in yeah. Avon Lee. And then Ryan Gosling and his brother get sent to live with them, and they're like orphans, mm-hmm. supposedly. And they're just... They're bad boys. They don't like to stick yeah, to the rules. They cause a bit of like, a ruckus in the town. They're little thieves as well. Like they've heard that they've stolen some things where they came from. And... Yeah. Oh, and there's a bit yeah. at the beginning where little Timmy, that's called him. I don't know what his name is. He saved <laughs> up all Timmy. his. He saved up all his his money, and uh, he wants to buy a microscope. But mm-hmm. I, I think is she Scottish? The old lady. She's doing some weird accent. No, I, I don't know what she is, but yeah. She's like, oh, I can't get you a microscope, so I got you some encyclopedias. And he's like, if I can't spend my money on what I want to spend it on, what's the point? He's literally like, take these back. I don't want them. I want a fucking don't want microscope. Your, I don't want your shit encyclopedias. <laughs> and he, he initially so fights with Ryan because he's just like, just very standoffish. And he's like, Ryan Gosling is back a off, mate. in this. All right, this ass is shit. <laughs> a bit slaggy, in it. It's a bit sleggy. <laughs> Fresh air, my eye. The, the, my favourite, my favourite scene out of this whole show. So little Timmy or Terry, whatever we're calling him, at Terry. one point he um he goes to ask Ryan Gosling if he wants to play snakes and ladders, doesn't he? And he's like, "Do you want to go play snakes and ladders?" And like Ryan Gosling's like, "Yeah, how much you bet?" And he's how like, "How much you playing for?" Bet? How much you playing for? He's like. I don't play for money. He's like, what do you play for then? For fun. And he goes, fun? I'll give it a miss. <laughs> I'll give it a miss. I don't like much of that fun. It's so funny. Oh, I oh, love God. I love Americans doing... Uh, oh, he's, he's, Ryan Gosling's Canadian, he's isn't Cana- he? Yeah, he's Canadian. Uh, doing... Doing? Doing English It was such accents. an extreme... It was such an extreme English accent. It sounded Australian at times. That you yeah. know when Americans oh, try and sound English, and they're just like, "What? What? How were you? <laughs> it's a bit slaggy. <laughs> a bit slaggy, isn't it?" <laughs> so anyway, the story of the episode is that they want to find their brothers. 
Cause, and the reason that they are the way they are is because the previous foster family they lived with like abused them. Because like Ryan Gosling takes his shirt off and he's got loads of like whips on his back, whip marks on his back. <laughs> it's, a, it's really bad, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> really bad. And he's like, "You better not tell anyone, see, about me. I don't want to seem vulnerable, see." Aww. And he's like, "No, no, Ryan. the old lady that I live with, she'll help you." And she's like, "Oh, sorry, you can't go to live with your brother, boys, because he's in prison." And they're like. <laughs> Well, could you take us to the prison the so we could see our brother so we at least know that we're okay? And then she's <laughs> like, no, you can't because you've got to wait for your visa to be like approved or something because you're immigrants. Immigrant scum. And uh, <laughs> she doesn't say that, but I feel like that's, yeah. that's the... It's implied between implied, the lines, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> and you're, like, you'll ruin your visa if you run off without telling anyone. So they're like, oh, I told you you wouldn't help us. So anyway, anyway the little boy, little Terry... He runs away with them and takes them to Halifax, where their brother is. And through a series of communications with people, they find his brother. And uh, then they have to run away and escape on a ship because his brother's going back to England. And the guy that he used to work for wants to batter him because he stood up to him (laughs) because he was like abusing his wife or whatever. And uh, it's very dramatic. Yeah. And then Aunt Hetty, let's call her, she comes and rescues him. (laughs) And she's like, I can't believe you've done this. Like, you ran away. That's so reckless of you. And he's like, yeah, but I got him back with their brother and I did a good thing. And she's like, oh, we just don't see eye to eye on anything. And he's like, oh, no, we do see eye to eye because the way that I found out how to get here was I used those encyclopedias you brought me. Oh, Aww. it's a series. It's a story arc. Oh, because the whole episode I was going, when, when are these encyclopedias going to come into it? Like, yeah. what was the point in I not mean, that whole least, shiz? At least they actually used them as a like narrative device, whereas like Kung Fu: The Legend Continues, everything in that was just may as well not have happened. What a may hot mess! Well happen, you know. What a yeah. hot mess! Avon Lee, Avon Lee is tying up those loose ends beautifully. I must say. Well, you know, it <laughs> it's in the Anne of Green Gables verse, so. I mean, um, exactly. It's good content. You and I both know. They don't leave any loose threads. They're all wrapped up no, neatly in a bow in the ACU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, my God. So uh, that's about it, isn't it? The only thing I really yeah. wanted to talk about on that was the comedy, comedy British accent. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's to the point where I'm like, did he just do that for a joke? But I don't think he did. So, like, obviously, we only do premium accents on this podcast. Yeah, on a roll pod is the highest grass-fed accent content you can find. Organic, free-range, <laughs> free-range. GMO-free uh, accentage. Yeah, accentage, and that just didn't cut the mustard. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> so was it, was Roads to Avonlea, the ACU, was it a, a loosey-goosey or a juicy-goosey? Honestly, based on Ryan, Go- Ryan Gosling's accent alone, I've got to give it a juicy-goosey, because I enjoyed every second. Emma, no, Emma, it's not a juicy-goosey. It's a juicy-goosey, mate! <laughs> Turning to Mick oh, Jagger there. It's a juicy-goosey in here! <laughs> it's a juicy-goosey, yeah. You genuinely just sound like someone from EastEnders. <laughs> Get out of my pub! Be slaggy, Get innit? Get out my <laughs> Be slaggy. <laughs> I'm going to say that all day. All Ooh, day. A little bit slaggy, that, innit? Um, <laughs> right. So, shall we move on, then? We've we've talked about everything. To yep. the, I guess, 
it shall be called the official Ryan Gosling ranking. Let's do it. Okie doke. Let's rank that trio. So Goosebumps, we'll stick. We'll just stick that in as number one to begin with. Yeah, no questions asked. Are you afraid of the dark? Two. Two. Gotta be. Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. <laughs> it's gotta be five. <laughs> five. Yeah. Uh, ready or not? <laughs> ready or not? I think I honestly I'm gonna put that as four. <laughs> four. <laughs> and Road to Avonlea at three. <laughs> yeah, I think Avonlea. It just had a bit of everything for me. <laughs> it was very slow paced for me, Avonlea, but at least it had the comedy Cockney accent. It did, um, yeah. Whereas I, I absolutely agree cringe. that Kung Fu: The Legend Continues should be at the bottom. <laughs> I think that's going to stay at the bottom for this whole series. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Okey doke. Who knows? Should we oh, move? and also, mm-hmm. shall we quickly do a first? Ryan Gosling fact of the week. Well, that was going to be my next question. Have you got some? I have, and I also wasn't sure whether to sing that, so that's why that sounded so okay. weird. I don't know. If would I you like me to sing? The, would you like me to sing the whole jingle. intro? I would, but I, do, I don't want you to just copy the Robert Pattinson fact of the week okay. jingle. I want something new. Okay. So go. Oh, good God! Uh, <laughs> I was just copying Harry Hill's uh, TV highlight of the week theme tune. We're um, over that now. Uh, new year, new me. Hey, check it out. It's Ryan Gosling fact of the week. <laughs> Basically the same. <laughs> no, no. Robert Pattinson fact of the week was Robert Pattinson fact of the week. Ding. And this is, hey, okay. check it out. It's Ryan Gosling fact of the week. Okay, I'll give you that. I'm not going to remember that I next guess. week, by the way, so it might change every week. <laughs> if anyone wants to send so... in a suggestion for a, a theme, then let me know, because that's all I've got at the moment. <laughs> So I, I, I've come into this series of the podcast thinking Ryan Gosling doesn't seem strange. He doesn't seem as weird as Rob. Like, I think it's common knowledge now on the interwebs and in society that Robert Pattinson is a bit strange. Mm. But I found an article on my hunt for facts called 32 Interesting Facts About Ryan Gosling. And the first fact <laughs> is called, Has Anyone Seen Ryan? Okay. And it goes, the producers of the 2007 film Fracture had a hard time finding Ryan Gosling to give him the film's script because he was living in a tent for two months at the time for reasons he won't disclose. We are so happy they found him. (laughs) (laughs) For reasons he won't disclose. So he was living in a tent and no one knows why. (laughs) The only person I can think of going and living in a tent is the Unabomber. Yeah, I've Um, no idea, but I'm determined to find out why. So I'm going to like go some Reddit scrolling later because I need to know what the hell he was doing. I thought you were going to say, I'm determined to find out why. So I'm going to hunt Ryan Gosling down and beat it (laughs) out of him. I'm going to hunt him down. Tell me why you were in a tent. Tell me, Ryan. (laughs) Why were you in a tent for two months? Tell me, Gav, what were you doing? (laughs) Bit slaggy, innit? What but the yeah, hell? There's your um there's your Ryan Gosling fact. Um I hope they're all that so, good. So yeah, I am quite pleasantly surprised to know he might be a bit of a weirdo as well. I I when you said he seems quite normal, I was like, I don't know. There's a there's something bubbling under the surface there. <laughs> something behind his eyes. Yeah, yeah, something tells me he's a caged animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. On that bombshell, <laughs> yeah. shall we uh, conclude this inaugural episode we of uh, The Goose? 
well that that went far above and beyond my expectations for because I was quite attached to Rob like you said Stockholm Syndrome I was a bit scared to let him go it, when you love someone you have to let them go Emma that is what and they say and they'll come back if they love you too yeah and I'm sure he will return but for now we've got Ryan and I'm excited for what Ryan has to bring especially especially next week because we've got some more great great 90s TV to chat about I can't wait and watch <laughs> Hopefully some more accents too. Oh, I don't know. I think they're all American, unfortunately. God damn it. God damn it, mate. God damn it, mate. Um, but yeah, we, we'll uh, we'll leave everyone with that. If you've enjoyed this episode, then give us a little rating on iTunes or wherever you do. procure your podcasts. And yes. uh, if you want to contact us, suggest someone else for us to talk about in a future series. Let us know what... If you've ever watched any of the things that we talked about this week or any of the things that we're going to talk about with Ryan, mm-hmm. um, then you can contact us. How can they contact us, MR? All over the bloody place, Tom. You can get <laughs> All over on. the bloody place? <laughs> Twitter, at on a roll pod. Instagram, at on a roll pod. I'm going to stop doing this because it's going to go Australian. Australian, and mate. Like Basically, um, uh, at on a roll pod. On a roll pod. On any form everywhere. of social media. You can support us on Patreon on a roll pod. Um, get yourself some exclusive episodes um, if you want. You can send us an email on a roll pod at gmail.com. You can visit our website. Yeah, yeah, our delicious and sexy website on a roll pod.com. And you can also email us if you are a brand and you want to pay us big, big bucks to the dollar, dollar. you for some crazy reason we are trying to get a deal with rolos on a um, rollo so we can be on a rollo so yeah if you're from rollo galaxy get in touch you know i've, where I've we had are. some great fun over the christmas break coming up with brand deals that we could do um <laughs> yeah. so you know we, if we wanted to uh <laughs> i'm trying to think of some now what was my favorite one? Oh, oh god i don't know if if we we could do a a brand deal with with a courtroom a high courtroom or a, a judge or something like that because then we'd be your honor role um <laughs> oh my god. Uh, good god yeah i've been driving oh. emma mad just texting her these um jokes they're not even that funny but they they entertain me <laughs> uh anyway you don't need to know about that that's everything isn't it yeah that's all, all the places yeah. can, can contact us can yeah, message us can follow us can see us can listen to us until next week we shall see you. Thank you for listening. Yes. See you next time. Hope you enjoyed the start of Ryan Goosey Gosling. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> see you next Maybe. week, you slags. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we don't hate you. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.